What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode three of the Romeo J. Ortiz podcast. I am bringing you another episode, and this one's going to be fun because this one we're not going to do so much off the book because this book is very experience-based, but I'm just going to sum it up and then sum up my thought process with the book along with my experience because, again, it's called Finding Success and Failure, and um, uh, when you're trying to be successful or trying to work towards something, there's a lot of failure that comes in between that. And this book basically teaches you that instead of taking, you, you, we all seem like Meet the Robinsons, right? Is that what the movie's called? Keep moving forward. Yes, that's basically what. <laughs> that's basically what the book is telling you to do. And basically, the author is giving his past experiences of failures um from him creating a couple of startups um from over like the last 10 years of like him trying to do so and this is not a long read either this is just like three hours too and um you know you could definitely like learn a lot from like some mistakes that he has done um and not even in a very and not very not even in a uh specific way more of like a way on like how to take failings and what is actually something that's not working, how to adapt to it, and how to make a good situation out of a a bad one. Um, and again, that's very important for like business, but even like just as an artist in general as well. Um, I feel like that goes hand in hand. Um, obviously, depending on how you look at it, when it comes to business, it, you can measure what your failures are versus being an artist. Um, you can fail in artists in different ways um but they can still you can still learn from it at the end of the day i mean that's even like as a regular person but again i'm just talking about like from a business perspective like you know like the whole point is to be able to measure stuff and like grow from it you know you really can't like it's like as if you were doing a film like if you're doing a, an indie film you know you're probably like terrible when you do the first one but then you learn from those mistakes for the next one and then the next one and now i was in that position as well um so you you learn like that, and obviously, if you made a film, you know what that means. You didn't even know what the f-stop was when you first did it, and now you probably want to sh shoot like Roger Deakins now after you're like your third film. Um, so that's how I can best describe it for you to to understand it. But this is more in the business sense. So it's just like you know when you're starting up any type of business, there's a lot of um, trials and tribulations, and a lot of people get stuck after the first um mistake or failure or a couple or like they give up or they take it not as a feedback session but more as a like I'm gonna dog on myself session and like not really like learn from it um so again that's what he talks about a lot in the book and again it's a lot of his personal experiences of things that he wish he knew and how he took things um, in a different approach and how he did it when he had because uh, he had a failed business if I'm not mistaken he had a failed business and he learned from like what not to do in the first one um, with the second one and again I am in a position now where I'm able to be able to see um, some failure that I had failure I don't like to say failure I like to I guess like lessons I like to call it um, you know failure is like a, a harsh word and a lot of people don't like it i don't even like to feel like that myself but i don't look at it like that i look at it more as a uh, feedback session and this kind of goes back to like the fixed and growth mindset you know if you have a fixed mindset you just keep on doing the same thing and running into a wall and never take anything 
um, in to grow. Growth mindset is you're always taking things in to grow and get better. So um, I believe that those mindsets are also talked about that in there as well. And like, you know, there is a lot of uh, research on a fix versus a, uh, a, um, a growth mindset. And it's very important because, you know, when you start to realize like how closed minded you were and fixed, you start to be like, oh man, like I wasted so much time on learning this where I could have got to a different spot. And again, like again, this book opened your, your, your mind up to that. So um, finding success and failure. Again, we are just starting um, this company and learning from what has happened with us. And we have definitely had a lot of um, experiences that could have been like, oh, I'm not doing this no more. And it turned into something even crazier like after. That's literally been my life story for like the last two months now. Um, <laughs> so like I can give like a, a really, really good example, right? And this is this is a good example. So when, um, for I think the like the last six months is when um, things actually started to change because I just had a a change of heart to get things done the correct way. And um, with that being said, you know I was uh, studying a lot and I was trying to practice a lot on bark, which is a whole separate uh, video. But if you know bark and thumbtack, I um, currently still try to work the system in Bark and Thumbtack. If you know what Bark and Thumbtack is, there are basically a platform that connects uh, contractors with people who uh, need their services. So that you can find like a dog walker on there. You can find like somebody to clean your house. You can also find people on there to do video services. And, you know, companies will go on there being like, hey, we need a video person for this, 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 and that. And um, I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of the jobs on there like kind of suck. And some of them um, are just kind of like 200 500 jobs depending um but there are some on there where big companies are actually looking and you can make a cheap job turn into something that you'd never expected at all and like i had something like that happen but i'm gonna get to it in a second um but so when starting out to be able to know how to talk to a client or like what that even looks like I, i've been i started out on there right and um you know, through that, there was a lot of trials and errors. Like there's a lot of times where like I would reach out. So basically you have to bid for um, a job as well. So you have to like pay for this, um, mind you. So, you know, I'm paying on Bark, whatever the subscription is to like have a mountain, uh, an amount of responses to people to be able to like, you know, get into a, a lead space to turn them into a client. And a lot of that it was a lot of um, learning and not getting it the way how I thought it was going to work out. So it's like, you know, you never really, you never really know how you think you're going to talk to a client or like how it's going to go until you actually do it, you know? So it's like, that's why they'd say like, just don't study. You actually have to go practice because it's never, it's, you can study it all you want. It ain't like actually trying to close a deal and going back and forth with somebody and, you know, trying to sell them on uh, why they need this service and not in a way where you're being like, you're lying to them, but like, you know, people still want that affirmation that you know what you're talking about. So you're going to have to do some selling at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if you walked in somewhere and they didn't have those confidence and they didn't tell you things that you didn't even know, you probably wouldn't want to spend like a bunch of money there. You want somebody who knows exactly what they're doing, and who can tell you things you never thought about. And like, that's exactly why things have moved forward, because I've gotten to that point where I can tell people like, this is what you need. And this is what we're going to do, right? Respectfully. So um, before though, 
I believe like again six months I was uh, I've been training in this and like learning and like practicing or whatever and it start it started to get to where like I was practicing a lot and it started to like kind of snowball after this is when I had a job that was on Bark when I first started and it was for a golfing company and uh, that was a stressful time so this was my beginning stages of talking to a client and actually going to a client space, um, a lead, I don't want to say client, a lead space. And um, basically what they wanted was a video for their television screen in their facility to be able to show off what their facility had to offer. If somebody walked in there and like wanted information or was signing up or doing whatever, you'll basically see what you're paying for on the TV screen without like needing to go to the back. And the video um, would explain and show things that they're benefiting from and et cetera, et cetera. That's what they wanted. So um, we responded to the job. And then uh, I don't remember like a lot of the details like in between, but basically it got to me and this other company um, bidding for it, which is kind of funny because I, now I feel like I know what the other co- who the other company was. Who's the one, who's the one who said who was going to do it? The other employee, right? Remember? That's probably what he was talking about, liar. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Um, but so, you know, exactly. See, you don't know until you, you don't know until later. So uh, basically, I had this this lead that I want to go talk to. And, um, you know, he was basically trying to run through like what he needed. Why would we be the best fit? And just meeting us, you know, it's like a, it's, a, it's like an interview. And, you know, we went to the spot. I went with a, um, a colleague of mine. We, we had... Um, you know, uniform and everything. And that's like a whole other uh, other thing. But basically, it came to me realizing that I like at the time, I thought like, oh, yeah, like this, this guy, he, he he's gonna sign and whatever, whatever, and blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, like just recently, actually, I was talking to Lonnie, and I was just like, yo, like, I actually did not know what the fuck I was doing at the time. Because, you know, first and foremost, I'm like, I overcharged him like mad much for like what the video was because I didn't really understand pricing at the time. So one of his issues at the time was the price, you know, it didn't make any sense to him. And to me, it made perfect sense. I'm like, oh, well, this is what this would be because he basically wanted a crew to shoot in his location. He wanted a drone to go through his facility and um, he wanted like B-roll shots of like New York and like on a drone and stuff like that. And like, again, as I'm saying that, like that, I believe I quoted him around 4k for that at the time right and definitely shouldn't have been that much and even if it was that much and he believed he shouldn't have to pay for it i should have been able to give him other options i didn't give him other options i just gave him one option and that price scared him away i didn't give him three and i didn't go back to be like hey here is a minimum option if you think this is too expensive so even at the time i overcharged him but what I've learned from that is that I should have gave him three options and I also should have came at it in the perspective of like how the video would help him. So I was telling him like, yes, like, you know, this video will be valuable to you because, you know, when people come in, they're going to see this and it's going to like, you know, just make them more at ease. But, you know, now now thinking about it, um, maybe they didn't need that video at the time. Maybe they just needed social media stuff. Maybe they just needed um, uh, us capturing like an event that they had there to be able to be like, this is a fun place. I'm just spitballing. But, you know, I just I just feel like that wasn't the right call at the time. 
um, like now, like I don't think that would have made sense, like making that video for them. So um, it's about giving options and also like dissecting the situation to make sense. And also too, like, you know, um, we also just don't do those type of videos anyway. You know, he wasn't looking for a, um, um, a highlight uh, thing for his company. It was just more of like just random B-roll, like real estate type of stuff. So that's not even what we even focus on now. We do product stuff like that. That's he's doing like a service and it wasn't even showing the, the, the benefits or whatever. He just he literally just wanted the location and we were the ones to add like, hey, we can make this like, you know, showing like what this has to offer or whatever. So, um, you know, I learned at that time that like I wasn't as good as what I thought I was because I scared him with the price. And then, you know, it's funny because like after that, like he said, he would think about it and then he just kept ducking me. He did not respond to like my emails and he said he would get back to me. And it was about like two months to uh, a month to where then he was just like, oh, like he is going to go with an employee that he has that was going to shoot it. Once again, we're over here challenging. We're over here versing videographers and people who are going to do it for like just two hundred dollars. Obviously, they can shoot random B-roll for he has an employee that's going to do it of course he can do it and everybody sometimes when you meet them oh yeah i've had a camera i know i i've shot in film before and blah 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 you know like everybody says that so it's like you know when you don't have that stuff in place they're gonna go in that direction because why would you spend four grand when your employee can do it when he knows it when he when he knows the camera and stuff like that i didn't give him the value on like what the video could do for him and i bet you his employee didn't do that and like i learned that from that day so um take a fast forward um, it was, again, it was a really nice facility. I really wanted to shoot there. And if I did shoot there, I felt like it could have boosted me up a lot at the time. It didn't happen. I got a little upset and stuff like that, but I didn't let it deteriorate me. Fast forward November to December now, in January, I ended up getting in contact with a bigger client from not Bark, but another way that I did. It. I'm not going to go into it, but I, I got in contact with another client lead that was way bigger than this facility. Um, it's a shop company, uh, not shop company. It's a watch company for luxury watches. Like they're selling like Rolexes and whatever, whatever for like millions of dollars. And like, you know, they, they, they look like a JC penny of like the watches. Like it's a big client. Right. So, um, I was in contact with this person talking about like what he needed and stuff. And again, mind you, that first thing happened in November. And then now we're in January and I have a bigger client, a bigger lead at like at my fingertips. Right. So, um, with that one, it was interesting because um, we were supposed to have a meeting and he got he was just very busy. And um, I never we never got to the point where I was able to send him a proposal. But I, I felt like based off of what I presented to him at the time um, and not putting my best foot forward, that that ended up falling flat as well. There's not really much to say about it because we never even got on the phone with each other. I still have his email to this day and like trust and believe like I will be working on that when I can. Um, but they wanted like a YouTube series or something like that with like talking about like the watches or whatever and blah, 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 and, and, and et cetera. And, um, you know, we priced it out for them and like, they just never got back to like what it was. But, you know, in that scenario, I feel like, you know, what I learned from there, was that like, you know, niche is important because if I don't shoot watches in luxury, uh, stuff, it's very hard to convince a big client like that to like spend the money, right? I didn't have, again, I didn't have what I had at this time being like, oh, we specialize in like the logistics, you know, that would have made my case better at the time because you don't know how to make a YouTube show. You know, I know how to be able to get a studio and get the crew members and et cetera, et cetera. So this is, this is keep that in mind, right? So I didn't know 
that um that would hurt my chances because they wanted somebody to be able to do that those type of videos and stuff like that so um basically that got cold as well and that was very disappointing at the time as well and i remember being very nervous about it and being very excited because that could have changed again like the amount of money that could have been made off of that and like just the client would have just made things way crazier than what it was right so um that got cold but again i have all these people's emails and stuff like that never always check up on old leads you know never not do that <sighs> you fast forward that happened in january you fast forward to february now um where this is when things you know get interesting because um i had my daughter all right i had my daughter and then i went on maternity leave right because still working at a, a full-time job just to get this down pack again i'm not gonna lie to anybody we're all doing it it's it's really okay um i had my daughter and at the very same time i had another client that ended up signing with me the day she was born because i was able to show them why their project was going to make the money and like why it made sense for them to have it. And what made it even better is because they already knew that already. They just wanted to find somebody who was competent in doing it and who was able to bring like the the film psychology aspect and like the cameras and stuff. They don't know how to, they're a bed company. They basically want pictures of their bed on their website because they're rebranding. So they know they want that. They know they want it to look like, you know, um, Raymore Flanagan or, or Casper, but they don't know how to do that. So they were looking for somebody to like, take control of that and do that. And I said this in the personal NBA video, but they hired us because, you know, well, we are taking a lot off their hands. They don't have to bring the bed into the studio. That's something that we have to worry about. They don't have to worry about trying to get a photographer that knows how to shoot this type of stuff. I have a photographer on here who is shooting, who has shot for Casper, who is going to do it. So again, keep that in mind because it's growing, right? So now we have this client and I was able to sell them on that and you know we are shooting that maybe like two weeks from like recording this video this probably would already went out already probably would already did it already so um that was the first client that i actually signed in this new um age of like what i'm doing and stuff like that and then uh not to keep the story like longer but from there basically that made us get to here to knowing what we know so without that golf experience without that watch experience i wouldn't have gotten to knowing like hey we should just specialize in delegation of production logistics when people don't know how to do it because people don't know how to shoot videos in a production sense you don't know how to make a call sheet you do not know how to make shot lists you do not know where to get industry professionals you don't even have the time to really go through all that type of stuff i have that time i know the people you know that's my interest so um as you see what I said, you know, with the, we're not a bed company that shoots beds. However, we do specialize in getting those people, though. So um, throughout all that, we've gotten here now. And like, you know, now I'm sitting here now with somebody who just signed today. I have something else to sign off this week. And I actually had another another huge client from Bark who is playing games right now. But that's still open out in the air. And if it happens, it happens. So it's like, you know if that first time would have deteriorated me and like i'm just thinking like one way i wouldn't have thought to like elevate go back out and like adjust you always have to learn how to adjust and grow from what the last experience was you can't just study you have to practice you have to go out you know you have to probably get yelled at a couple of times you have to have people look at you stupid sometimes for you to just know where you're going and 
moving in the right direction, you know. And obviously, if you go and respect the stuff like that, like nobody's going to like do anything crazy to you or like or, or yell at you, or do anything like that. But, you know, I mean, even recently, you know, there's times where I've, I've sent, again, still sending proposals to a couple of people and like, you know, they don't get back or whatever, whatever. That's fine because you have like five other people who is, you know, looking at it and you're talking to. So it's, it's basically not staying still and you literally just keep moving forward and also growing while you're doing it as well. Um, and again, I like the book, uh, Finding Success and Failure, because that's what everybody's journey is. And again, like, I, I read the book at a time that helped because it made me be more aware of learning from times that didn't really work out as correct and knowing somebody else's story and being like, oh, that makes sense to how you got there. Like, you know, like, as I just explained, that's why I didn't really want to go into debt with the book, because that's his personal experience, and you should definitely read it. But now you have another one now, where I'm telling you, like, that happened, and it got me to here. And again, it's not, again, nobody's making millions of dollars a year, but you're on track to making it. Um, very, It's very, very, very possible. I've seen how all this looks, and it's very possible from, like, where I'm sitting. So um, just having that mindset, being able to grow, and learning from other people's mistakes so you can move faster. Again, now, like, re reading his uh, mistakes from, um, you know, what he was doing and other uh, mistakes that he's talked about. Because I believe he talks about other businesses as well, when, like, when they failed at certain things as well. When you start to know those stories, you start to know, like, it's okay to go out and not have it work the way you want it to. But you just need to be going out and working towards the goal. Um, and again, that's why... The first two episodes make a lot of sense um, to go through because, you know, when you have the personal MBA where you kind of know where you're footing with business and then you focus on like the one thing. Um, now, when you add on like, you know, finding success and failure and growing from that to get to the place that you want to go, you kind of have everything you need to kind of start doing it. Um, you know, obviously, you got no video production and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you know, as a videographer and, and filmmaker and stuff, again, you know, artists are very, very, very sensitive sometimes. And I feel like we can close down on having that feedback. Business is not an easy place. It is very stressful sometimes if you don't like doing it. Um, you really have, it's really a, um, it's a dick measuring contest depending on like who you're talking to. And it is a lot of mind games depending on who you're talking to as well. Again, this is not a place where you're scamming people, but there are certain techniques and things in place to get people to move from point A to point B and for people to perceive you as very valuable so they can pay you like $4,000. That doesn't just happen just because, you know, you shoot a video and it looks cool and, you know, everybody's having fun and stuff like that. You don't get paid that type of check. We're just doing some something like that. So, um, you know, being able to just figure out how do you get 1% better every day? You know, if you think about it, like you can do something 1% better every day. It could be anything. You know, I could just wake up one time. I'm better than I was yesterday. I can probably like kiss my woman more often. You know, that makes me better. You know, I'm pretty sure she'd be mad appreciative of that if I did that like once every day and didn't forget. And she's smiling right now. So that's my point. Like if you did 1% every day of anything, you're going to get better. And at the point, you're probably going to be like an 80%. So you have to kind of think about it like that. So don't not, you know, don't stick at one wall. But yeah, guys, that's that's pretty much the book. Again, I, I, I thought I'll do it a little differently this time. Definitely recommend um, reading this one. Again, I have it on Audible. Uh, Finding Success and Failure. Um, 
by Chris Moray, I believe his name is. Um, again, it's just a three-hour read. That's literally like work and travel time from back home or or whatever. It's it's a very easy read. So, um, and hopefully my experience of like just the little bit of like how I morphed into like what it is now has some weight to it. I hope it does because I I think that. I mean, I, I said that and I'm like, damn, that does make, that's crazy how we got here. Um, so that is it guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. Please leave a like, hit the subscribe button. If you are watching on any podcast platform, um, leave a rating, tell me what you think. Um, again, this is the third book at this point in this format. So I want to know if, uh, it's enjoyable and, um, yeah, guys, so that is it. I don't, not sure what the next reading is going to be because there's a lot to go through and i just want things to make sense from the last reading um so it doesn't like you know i don't want to go to saying that and then all of a sudden going to like a book that's like um about like eating like healthy foods and stuff like that um but like from my understanding the pitch anything book is like one of the most best books i ever read and we might have to get into that too because that's the framing book um so yeah, guys, I will see you guys in the next video.